How do you start a podcast? I don't know. How do you start a podcast? Hello. Hello. This is the greatest podcast that you'll ever listen to. Humbly speaking. Humbly. 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 This is the greatest podcast. Uh, I'm Cameron. I'm John. And welcome to Humbly Speaking. Again, the greatest podcast you will ever listen to. Hands down. You know, (laughs) um, so we can start off on a tangent immediately. Um, What's the best time of the day, John? Uh, I don't know. What... What's the best time of the day? I mean, 6.30, hands down. Is that because that's when we got together to record this? No, John. <laughs> what? Why Think about... Oh, my goodness. Think of the hands on a clock. Oh, gosh, jeez. Hands yeah. down, 6.30. You're... Oh, my gosh. That's... I'm so glad that I picked you to record a podcast oh, with. Oh, jeez. I... I John, like... we're getting together on the cusp of one of the greatest events that could ever happen to America. What do you think that is? The greatest events happen. What, one of the greatest events. We've been waiting so long. I, f- I, I feel like this is an automobile joke. So I'm just, it's, it's not a joke. Go. It's not a no? joke. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I mean, today was not the greatest day for America, but like, I mean, what, what are you, what are you, what are you talking about here? We're on the cusp of one of the greatest events that could alter world the history of the nation. What's that? Stranger Things four. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that that is actually altering. I'm I'm so excited. The I'm hype so is excited. real. It's been it's been too long. I don't I don't want to get on a Stranger Things tangent, but I feel like we need to set aside a podcast where we talk to somebody who's smarter than us about Stranger Things. Somebody who knows and is way too deep into those stranger things, just predictions, knows way too much about it. Sort of like how I used to be with like the show Lost, just knows way too much about it. I think that's a good idea. Write that down. I'm going to write So this is, this is humbly speaking. This is something that John, you and I have wanted to do for a long time. Yeah, quite a while. I would say a little over a year. I'll say probably since 2020. Ever, since we've since we've at least known each other and we've kind of realized that the day I met you was that the same day no it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't I, I did not think I'm gonna make a podcast with this guy but so, I'm happy I'm here and we're doing this so I think at at the height of of the coronavirus pandemic in 2020 there was a series that was on the parish Facebook page called coffee with our priest i loved it it was like the highlight of my day it really was it was during the lockdown for for sure absolutely absolutely and what i really liked about it is that people that we knew people that were involved in our parish Mm -hmm. especially our priests uh were able to sit down and have normal conversation you kind of felt like you weren't alone and that people were taking time out of their day especially our priests to try to connect with the parish, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, in a time that we were definitely separated uh, for reasons, and uh, it, it it definitely felt, um, yeah, like you were saying that you weren't alone throughout the process, and um, and it uh, it was nice to just uh, to hear from our priests during the time. It was uh, it was good, especially during a time that we weren't able to attend to church. So thinking about that. I was listening to the Hamilton soundtrack. It's a great show. 
It is a great show. And I, great I show. would like to spend an entire time just talking about Hamilton because I think there's so many beautiful elements of that musical. And Definitely. I've only seen it once. I saw it at the, the PAC in, in Appleton. Nice. There is a... what You know, in musicals, they have a overarching kind of song that will weave its way in and out of the entirety of the musical. Yes. There's this line that comes up a few times. Uh, George Washington is is singing it to Hamilton the first time. Um, that you have no control who lives, who dies, who tells your story. Right. And it's a part of the last song mm-hmm. at the end of the musical after, spoiler alert, Aaron Burr sh- shoots Hamilton. Excuse me, sir. I have yet to see this. Actually, I'm I'm joking. I've seen it a number of times on Disney Plus and live. Um, but I also know that's a <laughs> it's based off of Alexander Hamilton. So. But spoiler the, alert, he dies. This is the worst introduction to a, to a podcast. Ever. It's the best. We're off to a great start. Um. So at the end of the musical, um, Eliza uh, Hamilton is singing about. The ways that she has, after the death of Hamilton, gone and interviewed people that he fought with, interviewed people that he worked with, interviewed George Washington, raised funds for the Washington Monument, spoke out against slavery, founded the first private orphanage in New York City. She did all these things that were an extension of what Hamilton wanted to do. Right. But couldn't do because he was dead. Right. So there's also this really great line that really spurred me forward. The um, every other founding father's story gets told. Every other founding father gets to grow old. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Another tangent since we're here. Before the release of Hamilton, there was a lot of discussion about changing who was going to be on the $10 bill because they wanted to put Harriet Tubman on the... Bill, but after Hamilton came out, they scrapped mm-hmm. that idea. They're like, we can't do this anymore now that everybody knows who Hamilton right, is. It's literally in the musical about the fact that he's on a dollar bill. So now that I think that they're going to do it on the, they're going to do it on the twenty dollar bill because nobody apparently knows who Andrew Jackson is. I mean, I feel like a lot of people know who Andrew Jackson is, but I feel like it's a good, it's a good swap of Go ahead. replacing Jackson instead of replacing Hamilton. Go ahead. I feel like there's. Not as much controversy with who, replacing Jackson. Who was Andrew Jackson, John? He's a president. Was he really? Yeah, Andrew Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're messing with me now. You're um, messing with me now. So I may not have gotten six thirty joke, but I know who Andrew Jackson is. <laughs> so John and I, um, we are we are part of this parish. Uh, I myself am a recovering teacher. I'm a data analyst for a logistics company here in Wisconsin. And uh, I have spent the last couple of years working with our youth uh, on Life Team Core Team, Edge Core Team. I've also done confirmation. I will be doing confirmation again this summer, helping out my wonderful wife. So that is how I got involved in the parish. Yeah, and I moved here uh, in 2019. Uh, I moved here to be closer to my now wife, um, but I work um, as a nurse at the hospital in Aurora. Uh, Aurora, I should say, hospital um, in same day surgery. Um, I've always I've 
at my last parish, I, I, I moved from southeastern Wisconsin, and I was involved with uh, Life Teen there. And so when I moved up here, I, I reached out to Elizabeth and Cameron to, to help out. So that's kind of how I, I got to know Cameron um, a little bit more. Um, you know, his wife and my wife are also also friends, too, so I got to know Cameron through that. Um, but uh, when I came here, yeah, worked worked with Life Teen. Uh, took some time off now that I'm in school, so life's gotten life's gotten busy. I'm back to go for my nurse practitioner, so it's uh, I had to take a little time off from doing the the life team, but I plan on getting back invested into that. So, um, but I think this is this yeah this was on our minds for yeah a couple of years doing this. Um, it's a, I think a great way to uh, a creative way of 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 being involved in the parish and I'm really excited to do this. And I think one of the, anyway, the reason I got, I was listening to Hamilton. I was listening about uh, listening to that last song and thinking about how often does that happen with us that we aren't the ones who get to tell our story. Right. Recently, my grandfather passed away Mm -hmm. and I'm able to hear all these wonderful stories about him at his funeral which he was a quiet guy. But I was thinking to myself, why is it that I have to hear these stories at a funeral? Right. Yeah, a lot of times we learn about people, even the loved ones, uh, well after their death. You know, I still learn stories about my mom, like years later, and she's my mom, you know, like I'm still learning these things. So, yeah, definitely. So my concern kind of came as a... Well, if if I were to get hit by a bus tomorrow, which could totally happen. It could happen. Except that hopefully that not, be, man. Yeah, hopefully one not. One podcast. <laughs> one um, episode. But, but who who tells my story? Or right. think of anyone in the parish. You know, if, if they were to leave to go to a different job, if they were to move, who tells the story of mm-hmm. their faith journey here, here in Manitowoc, Manitowoc, Wisconsin? So we wanted, I wanted to. And I even spoke to you about doing this. I wanted to get out. There are so many great people in our parish. There's so many great people who work for our parish. There's so many great people who volunteer in our parish. There's so many great people in the pews at our parish that their story isn't getting told. There's a, I'm not going to name anybody, but there's a um, person that goes to, goes to one of our sites. I think he goes to the Marshall site and uh, people would know this 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 guy and he went to a different time service he went to a different mass time mm-hmm. than he normally does and somebody came up to him and asked him are you new here like no i i i've been i've been here for six years mm. and this is somebody that that people would know if you saw him you you would know him and i find that super odd and i don't, a, don't like that because this is a prominent member in our community or that that people don't know who he is. Right. I think that's, I don't think that's cool. Or my wonderful wife who does youth ministry here. How many people know what goes on at Life Teen or still, or Edge or Young Adult right. Ministry or Family Ministry? I always get asked the question, where are the young adults? Right. We're here. We're just not all looking in the right place. And that could be because it's a big parish. But it could also be because we just aren't very good at telling our story. We aren't very good at getting out what's going on. 
And I'm hoping that this podcast is uh, an avenue to start doing that. Yeah, I think um, when you and I have talked about this, one thing that I had, had mentioned is, um, you know, there's so many opportunities within the parish, whether it be, like you said before, volunteering, different ministries that are, are occurring um, on a day-to-day basis that people are getting involved in. And a lot of times, you know, unless you're involved in it, you don't really know that it's going on. You don't really know these people. So I think it's it's very exciting that I feel like we have a unique platform now that we can have people not just tell their stories of their faith, but also to share with others um, what they're involved in. And maybe hopefully it'll resonate with a listener out there. I don't know how many listeners we're going to have. If we have one, that's awesome. But if it resonates with somebody out there um, and maybe they can say, oh, wow, yeah, that's that's really awesome. I do. I would love to get um, in that ministry um, and be involved in that and get to know who so-and-so is. So I think this is, um, you know, we we talk about building a parish community. Um, I think that this will just further, um, hopefully, will further um, that, uh, that parish community. And that way people will also know who each other is, you know, who that, who that person is. Um, it'll be a familiar face. Uh, maybe a listener out there is new to the parish and they, um, don't know what's all going on. So this will give us the ability to, uh, tell people out there, uh, you know, who, who is who and, um, what's, what's going on within the parish. So it's, it's going to be, uh, it's, it's a very unique opportunity that we have here. I'm very excited to do it. I hope it wasn't too awkward that I moved my mic slightly more away from you. Not because you smell, but because <laughs> I mean, we are yeah, getting some weird sweaty. Little, I'm a little nervous, you know. We are really struggling here and there. <laughs> That's okay. To, to put this podcast on. We just celebrated like children because we were able to finally get all the mics to work with our usb mixer literally hands were thrown in the air we were so excited (laughs) i don't think i've been as proud of myself for going around and clicking random buttons and it worked (laughs) i'm really proud of you it was uh we were really uh frustrated but we got it we got it going and and now we're here we are so it's uh it's very it's it's exciting it's exciting moment so i was thinking about what try what i wanted to try to name this episode title as Hmm. uh and I was going to name it a cradle Catholic and a convert walking to a bar. Yeah. Except that sounds this isn't a bar. Oh, it's not. We are in the basement. <laughs> Walk into a basement of a parish office. <laughs> uh, so uh, that was that was a segue, John, that mm. you didn't get on. No, I didn't. To start to identify yourself with <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Yeah. Take, take a moment, listen to our our uh, humble voices and, mm. and decide who you think the cradle Catholic is and who you think the convert is. <laughs> I'm the cradle. Oh, I was going to say, uh, please in- input your <laughs> text or answers to 7730. Oh, yeah, you're the, you're the cradle Catholic. I am the cradle Catholic. I'm the convert. Yeah. yeah. I have so many questions to ask you. Okay. Not enough time not to enough. ask you about... Uh, a cradle, like what being a cradle Catholic is like at mm-hmm. your age. Right. Um, you're like, what, 12? <laughs> I am 12. I went through puberty really early. I got a really deep, deep voice. Um, 
I just finished. I'm about to finish, you know, sixth grade. Yeah. So, I, yeah, we're we're out here. No, you're 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 26, <laughs> 27, 27, 27, man. I'm almost look, almost 28, almost 28. You look really good for 28. Oh, thank you, you look man. Like you're 26. Oh, I appreciate um, that. At 26 years old, one of the most in, one of the like questions I think about a lot because one day, God willing, my wife and I will have a family and, and right. kiddos of our own. How do you, and, and maybe you can attest to this, um, how, as a cradle Catholic, as a Catholic from birth to still now, all throughout that time, mm-hmm. what is it that you're, you experienced, what is it that your parents did throughout your life to make you continue to believe, mm-hmm. continue to walk yeah. In the teachings of the in the of the church. So my household was um unique in that my mom was Catholic, my mom um and my dad was uh, actually Lutheran. Uh he had, he did convert though. Um about 30 years into their marriage, um which is pretty incredible, but he um a, a little under 30 years I should say. Um but growing up there was never a question um that you know, I was never confused about my faith. Um my dad um attended mass with us. Uh, he wouldn't, um, I guess, try and teach us other other things. If we were curious and had questions, he would openly, honestly talk about it. But um, I guess for me, there was um, I was never confused about it, which was good. And what do you hold on? What do you what do you mean you were? I was never there was never like the, you know, I'm hearing two two things, you know. Oh, sure. Okay. So I was never confused about what my religion was. Um, I would say for me, the, the, we always prayed every night before we went to bed. Um, you know, that didn't, that occurred through when I was in grade school into middle school. Uh, I got a little bit harder in high school when your bedtimes are a little bit different, um, you know, and stuff <laughs> like that. But we prayed before we went to bed as a family. Um, and we went to mass every Sunday. Didn't matter. You know, we went to mass every Sunday as a family and we made it a priority for sure. Um, so I guess for me, those were the two biggest things I can get deeper into this in, t- in another, um, at another time, maybe about, uh, you know, what furthered it, I would say, um, like what guided me through, I guess the times of high school and college when people have, um, kind of identity questions on on that stuff, but for me it was um, you know we always went to mass, so I was always always present there. Went through all of you know the childhood uh, sacraments, um, participated in those religious ed, all that stuff. So, and I and and I, that's that's all good. I and I, and I'm glad that. Those two core, th- like praying every night together mm-hmm. and going to mass, those are the core things. I can't wait to hear more about that because, <clears throat> as a recovering teacher myself, I used to teach. I taught high school and I taught middle school for uh, six years before transitioning to to the corporate world for whatever reasons. And I'm sure at some point, well, we can we can chat about that. I'm mm-hmm. not uh, I'm not trying to hide anything, but I see a lot of our youth today, like like kiddos struggling with and parents themselves struggling with keeping their children in the faith mm-hmm. and i i have some opinions on what's going on 
I don't think that's that's my place to really say. Sure. Um, but as a God willing future parent myself, mm-hmm. I'm looking for how can we live our lives of faith to make sure that our children carry on the faith because it, a beautiful part of our faith is that the only reason that the church exists today is because of tradition. Right. The apostles didn't have social media. The apostles didn't have the internet. The apostles didn't have the Pony Express right. to share their I, their truths. They didn't go. They they had to stand on in front of crowds and proclaim the life of Christ. Mm-hmm. And through two thousand and twenty two years, the truths of our faith have been handed down through tradition. Right. And what traditions can we do or be a part of still? in 2022 in our home lives that foster not only just our children but also ourselves into a connected prayer life into a connection with scripture into a connection with jesus christ and the teachings of the church and how we live our lives as followers of jesus christ under the banner of only Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's a big, uh, I feel like this is, that's a, that's a big, uh, maybe you're not question the person for, to ask about right. Cause you're not, cause I'm not a parent yet, <laughs> but I do. I already am thinking of like people that we can, we can talk to about that. I think, I think that's, that's great. We're, yeah. We definitely have some people on our short list that are, that are parents themselves that maybe can right. drive us in a, in a better direction. Um, for, for myself, I spoke that I was a, a convert. Um, my, my father, at least, my, my side of the family is uh, Catholic, mm-hmm. and I'm doing the air quotes. <laughs> We're doing the air quotes here, Catholic. Um, my, my parents were by no means practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, I still had, you know, First Communion. I was baptized, First Reconciliation. I couldn't tell you that I understood any of those things when they happened. But it, I, I am a huge advocate, by the way, for baptizing people like immediately when we can. Right. Uh, because um, some, like, some like teaching, uh, imp- important teaching of baptism is uh, we are children of God. Yes. Through our baptism. Through That's the, a yeah. very important caveat that people forget it's a very important note if you hear like oh we're all god's children if you're baptized right that that's an important piece of the commandment of jesus christ go out baptize make followers of all nations baptizing them in the in the name of the father and in the son and the holy spirit um so i was baptized anyway off the tangent baptized first communion reconciliation my parents got oh (laughs) jeez my parents got divorced when i was eight Uh, My dad moved uh, to a different city. Uh, He married um, my then stepmother, Mm. and we went started going to a Lutheran church. Okay, instead, we started going to a Lutheran school. I didn't really see the difference Um, at the time. At 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 the time, Um, I don't. I'm not going to disparage. There there were some things that 
you know, of, of course, you're going to say as a, as a Protestant right. about the Catholic Church, that isn't true, uh, misguided in whatever direction. Um, and so I was confirmed Lutheran. Again, probably couldn't tell you half the stuff that was important. Um, and then I kind of just kind of fell away mm. because what I saw the, the Lutheran Church as is kind of Catholic light. And I don't think that I'm making any disparaging comments. I, our Protestant brothers and sisters, made in God's creation, love them very much, pray for their conversion all the time. Mm. But there's a lot of tradition that you lose because of not because you're not in the in the Catholic Church. Right. There's a lot of beautiful traditions in the Catholic Church that are not carried over to Protestantism. Mm-hmm. So. I fell away kind of in high school and in college, uh, didn't make all the greatest decisions in the world. And I'm sure, you know, we can delve into that at, at, at a different time and it's not really important right now, but my conversion didn't happen until I was 25. Yeah. I had just met my, my wife mm-hmm. who was not my wife at the time. Right. right. <laughs> you didn't walk out to him and be like, marry me <laughs> right now. The first time I saw her, I pr- probably could have. To be yeah. honest with you, yeah, um, she would have said no, right? But I could have. Well, I mean, you could have, yeah, and then you know, <laughs> um, she would have not given you a second aid, probably. But and and she didn't push me to be Catholic in mm-hmm. any way, shape, or form. Um, she invited me to a adoration event at the Quad Parishes in Green Bay, and Bishop was there, which was really cool. That's awesome. It was really cool. They had that music, really cool. kind of like we do with Coming to Door Now, which is on the fourth Sunday of yeah. every month. At six thirty p.m. after the six, or sorry, seven thirty p.m. after the six thirty p.m. mass, Father goes, exposes the blessed sacrament, brings brings Jesus out into the monstrance, um, and we have a time of music. There's confession. It's very beautiful. It's very beautiful. It's very. It's a. It's a great setting for adoration and for for confession. It's a wonderful reminder for me to go to confession because I'm already there at mass anyway. Right. I just go to confession once a month. You know, once that's a month. Usually... Boom. Um, so we were at an, at, at this adoration event and Elizabeth had gone to go to confession because they had a confession that was there. Um, and for whatever reason, I knelt down, I had prayed hmm. for the first time, like actually intentionally prayed for the first time in, at, I was 25 in at least 17 years. That's wow. That. I guess I can't really um, imagine what I would what I would do, like what what I would say after seventeen years. And it, and it didn't feel like that at the time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I wasn't like struggling to find words. It was things were just kind of coming out of me. It's beautiful. Um, and it wasn't like a, you know, it wasn't like this woe is me like because. For sure, I had the burden of sin. Mm-hmm. You know, I hadn't had confession in seventeen years, so like, the burden of sin, yes, was there, but that's not where God was calling me at the time. God was just calling me to talk to Him, and that was a a big moment for me. Now it wasn't just like a you know snap your fingers and now I'm I'm Catholic. It was this. It was a longer process. Um, because, but then I was I was open to it. I was mm-hmm. open to coming back to Christianity in some way, shape, or form. Right. And I was um, playing a video game one night at home, as you do. 
Right. And I was listening to a Father Mike Schmidt's talk. Oh. God bless Father Mike Schmidt. Yes. Gosh. Uh, It was the, one of his talks from a Sikh conference. And the the talk is titled, An Hour That'll Change Your Life. Mm. And Father Mike, it talks so beautifully on John chapter six. Gosh, it's just his voice too. (laughs) You know, it's like that Father Mike Schmidt's voice. I could just listen. I could listen to that man talk about different brands of hot dogs all day, man. Like he just has, I don't know, that's super random, but like he just, he just has that voice that you just, you want to listen to. And then when he starts talking about the Bible, about Catholicism, it's just, it, it, it traps you. Can I recommend a podcast to you? That's better than this one. Well, uh, yeah. (laughs) Um, the Bible in a year podcast. Oh, great podcast. (laughs) Great podcast. If you're not listening to the Bible in a Year podcast with Father Mike Schmitz, what are you doing? Do it right after this. Pause this. Do it right Pause now. Pause it. Do it right now. <laughs> Once it's come done, back. come back. Um, and Father Mike was speaking about how Jesus, in, in the Bread of Life discourse, um, when he's speaking of giving his his body for, for, for food, mm-hmm. he says it three different times, getting more graphic as time goes on. Um, Your fathers ate bread from manna from heaven, but they died. But the bread that I will give you is my flesh for the life of the world. Everyone's like, oh, it's kind of weird. What's up with that, Jesus? Um, He says, unless you uh, eat of the flesh of the Son of Man, you have no life within you. They're like, ah, what's what's going on? Jesus, are you like, are you like kidding around or something? Like what's going on? He's like, <laughs> like so no, Jesus says, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life within you. And here's just the crazy part. You have seen, because we're both millennials, right? YouTube videos of pranks. What go? What happens when people figure out that they get angry or they like go after the person? What do you do? It's prank, bro. It's prank, bro. It's, it's prank, prank, bro. Right, right. People leave him in droves mm-hmm. people are like yo this guy is cray we don't want to follow this. this teaching's hard how can anyone peace out i'm out right. yeah they walk away jesus doesn't say yo it's a prank bro it's a prank bro i'm kidding this is just like my essence or whatever mm-hmm. he he turns to the disciples his apostles and he says are you gonna leave too blows my mind right. can how convicting jesus speaks of this is the teaching. Right. Now, we have no idea why. This is a mystery I fight with all the time. I don't know why Jesus wants me to eat his flesh and drink his blood. There, there. I have a lot of ideas. The scripture points us in a lot of directions. Mm-hmm. It's a mystery I fight with all the time. Right. And we connect it to the Last Supper, the words of institution in the Mass, this is my body, this is my blood. In just this in, incredible wit, like not witness, but witness because he's a priest and he deals with it all the time. But this just relating scripture, mm-hmm. no, no frills, no changing the words. Just this is in the Bible. Look it up. John chapter six, the bread of life discourse. Right. Boom. Right there. And if this is what Jesus said then the only place you can get it is the Catholic Church. Right. This must be truth. Right. Because, and I've had and I've had beautiful moments in front of the Eucharist, 
because if this is and even Elizabeth will say this from time to time with the with the kids, and I'm sure this comes from a saint who is smarter than us. Um, <clears throat> if the Eucharist is not Jesus's body, blood, soul, and divinity, it's a bunch of people worshiping a piece of bread, and that's weird. Right. Incredibly for 2, weird. For 2,000 years. For 2,022 years. Right. That's what's been going on. And how insane that is. But that's not what it is. Right. Because it's not what Jesus said it is. No. No. Um, and, and that, and it's beautiful that, that scripture, through, through the wonderful voice of Father Mike Schmitz, pulled me close, was, was an open invitation with an open heart and an open mind I emailed a I emailed the local parish the next day about joining RCIA. That's awesome. Because it was a, if this is the truth, I've I have to have that. Right. Because I had been going to mass with Elizabeth, not Catholic myself. I hadn't been partaking in the Eucharist. I just kind of sat in a pew, and I just connecting those dots, and seeing what was happening in the mass. I I want that. I I need that. If that's the truth, I need that. And that that that's my that's my conversion story. There's so many other like dealing with confession for the first time in 17 years. Mm-hmm. These are all really, I think they're great stories. <laughs> I, this is why I'm like speechless after you talk about it because I'm just taking it all in. I think your conversion story is is absolutely beautiful. It's authentic, um, raw to an extent, but it's very authentic. Um, and uh, that's why sometimes I'm at loss of words after you were talking about it. But um, it just shows the the uh, gosh I don't even know how what words to put it but um, the importance and I guess the power of um, the Eucharist itself in in conversion um, and that's it's 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 awesome I'm sure we'll get into talking about the Eucharist a little bit more on this podcast too um, but the fact that it had such a, um, a important factor into your conversion. And just as like an aside, um, John and I are not theologians. We're not. As as I mentioned before, I'm a data analyst, recovery math teacher. You're a nurse. Right. Like we are not theologians. The goal is to have smarter people than us on to to tell their story. If topics come up, come up, whatever. But to right. tell their story about how the Lord has worked in their lives, and being having having just real conversations honest conversations, normal conversations with the people in our parish. And that's kind of what we want to go for. So moving forward, we want to have people um, who not only just work for the parish, uh, but also people who are in the pews, people who are active volunteering for our parish, um, working with our parish in some way, maybe in our schools, living the church's mission out in their in their lives. We want to try to center it around our parish because I think it's important that we we're building a community. Building community is super duper important. Absolutely. How do you do that with a parish the size of ours? Difficult. Hoping that this yeah. podcast will be one of those one of those things. Right. Uh, of course, we want to aim for not too long a podcast. We're already running over, but to be honest with you, I don't really care. Yeah, I mean, um, I think that that's what's. It's going to happen with this with this podcast because I think we're going to have a lot of people on that. Um, you know, we just get we just get rolling. It's like you're not, it's like when you're with your friends and you're saying that Wisconsin goodbye, and all of a sudden 
<laughs> it's the third goodbye, and you've been standing at the doorway for an hour and a half just chatting. Um, that might happen, not hopefully not an hour and a half, but it might happen where it's going to go a little bit longer, but that's all right. As long as it's authentic and, and great and fruitful, that's the goal. You and I did a test podcast. Like the when we we had gotten the mic set up, we only had one mic working because for some reason the mics that we bought did not come with XLR cables. Yeah, we weren't even trying, and we talked for an hour and a half. Yeah, we could easily. The only yeah. reason we stopped is because, oops, the only reason we stopped is because the computer we're using to to have this all on was dying. Yeah, had, had the computer been plugged in, bro. <laughs> we, <laughs> we would have been here for a while. We would have been here. But right. That that's. That's what just genuine conversation, I think, is, is you just Definitely. lose yourself in being present to whoever you're with. Yeah. So moving forward, that's the goal. We want to have, we want to vamp a little bit. We want to be normal. We don't want this to be like a, a talk show. I am not Ellen DeGeneres. I'm not I'm either. I'm not a late night talk host. I no. can't interview worth anything. Right. But I can have normal conversations, and I'm kind of hoping that we talk less as Aaron Burr would say talk less smile more since we're talking about <laughs> Hamilton still <laughs> it all ties back it all ties back to something I should try to make a Hamilton reference in every episode I'm gonna hold you to that I think it's better if no one ever calls that out either um before we go before we end this podcast before we go and I start talking about Hamilton because our first guest is actually on his way mm-hmm. um we are totally going to record this in the future and not totally on the same day. But I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. If um, you have any questions, comments, concerns, people you would like to see maybe on the podcast, if you would like to be on the podcast yourself, you can email us because I created an email for us, John. Oh, my gosh. I didn't you, even know. This is news. This is news to me. You can email us at humbly speaking pod all one word all lowercase at gmail.com and i checked the spelling like five times it is correct oh, humbly good. speaking pod uh pod there at the end at gmail.com uh you can email us tell us how awful we are well, well we are open to suggestions to criticisms uh concerns and also another thing we want to do um, is, and this is in addition to building that community feel, is um, if you have a prayer request, um, feel free to reach out as well. I know sometimes it's it's, um, it's not anonymous, but if you feel, um, we'll keep your prayer anonymous if you want us to. But if you want to email us prayer requests, uh, we'll definitely pray for you as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I think with that, I think that, I think that's I think that might be a good ending. So we will... Um, we'll have that. I'm not really, we don't have to talk about that kind of stuff. We will end it there. Praise be Jesus Christ. Amen.